News when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Tom Busby. We begin tonight with the latest news on Israel's war with Hamas. U.S. and Israeli officials looking to the future of the Gaza Strip after defeating Hamas have begun discussing possibilities, including potentially installing an interim government backed by the United Nations with the involvement of Arab governments. Sources tell Bloomberg the discussions are at an early stage and hinge on developments still yet to happen, including the success of a possible Israeli ground assault into Gaza. And any such plan would need the approval and participation of Arab nations in the region, which is by no means a certainty. Speaking at a campaign fundraising stop in Washington on Friday night, President Biden said Hamas attacked Israel in part to stymie its efforts to normalize relations with Saudi Arabia, which would, the president said, unite the Middle East. Two American citizens, a mother and daughter held captive in Gaza, released by Hamas late Friday. They're now safe and sound with Israeli authorities. The two have already spoken by phone with President Biden. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Uh, over the coming hours, they'll receive any uh, support and assistance they need. And, of course, we're very anxious to be able to reunite them with their loved ones. We welcome their release. We share in the relief that their families, friends, and loved ones are feeling. The two have been identified as 17-year-old Natalie Shoshana Ra'anan and her mother, Judith Ra'anan, of the Chicago area. They were in Israel to celebrate a relative's birthday when they were taken by Hamas militants in the initial attack on October 7th. The father of the girl telling the AP she's doing well. But Blinken notes there are more Americans and many more others still being held in Gaza. But there are still 10 additional Americans who remain unaccounted for uh, in this conflict. We know that some of them are being held hostage by Hamas, along with an estimated 200 other hostages uh, held in Gaza. Now, this release today comes after U.S. and European officials have been pressing Israel to delay an expected ground invasion into the territory to allow time for talks in Qatar aimed at freeing hostages. Meantime, leaders from around the region, as well as envoys from Germany and China, heading to Cairo, Egypt, for a summit on the conflict taking place on Saturday. In Washington, more chaos in Congress after conservative firebrand and election denier Jim Jordan Losing three votes on the House floor to become Speaker is now no longer the Republican nominee for the job. A secret caucus by Republican leaders rescinded his nomination. That puts Republicans back at square one as Jordan urges his colleagues to find a nominee that the whole party can support. We need to come together and figure out who our Speaker is going to be. I'm going to work as hard as I can to help that individual. Now, Republicans will hold another candidate forum on Monday, allowing some time to mount campaigns for the job. Another defendant in the Georgia election interference case pleading guilty today. Attorney Kenneth Chesborough entered a last-minute plea as jurors were being questioned. Bloomberg News legal reporter David Voriakis has more. Kenneth Chesborough, who was an important lawyer in the Trump election campaign in 2020 pleaded guilty on Friday in state court in Atlanta, and he admitted that he played a key role in a plot to assemble so-called alternate or fake electors. And what they were trying to do was have electors in seven different states that said that uh, their state had given the victory to Donald Trump when, in fact, it went to Joe Biden. That's Bloomberg's David Voriakis, and he says as part of this deal, Chesbro will need to testify truthfully at any related future trial. 
Another dismal day on Wall Street and another losing week for stocks on worries about the possibility of higher interest rates from the Federal Reserve and about the crisis in Israel possibly spreading across the Middle East. At the close, the Dow down 287 points. That's almost 1%. The Nasdaq down 202, a 1.5% drop. The S&P down 54. No deal yet between the striking United Auto Workers Union and Detroit's big three automakers, though progress has been made. Jeep maker Stellantis raising its wage hike proposal to 23%. That matches the offers from GM and Ford. Still, UAW President Sean Fain late today said it is just not enough. We've looked at the company's proposals. We've costed their offer. And in my opinion, and in the opinion of the vice presidents, and in the opinion of your national negotiators, there is more to be won. That UAW strike now entering its sixth week, and although no new walkouts were announced today, Fain says more may be needed to reach what he calls the, quote, last mile in negotiations. And a 96-year-old bottle of single malt scotch from Macallan is set to go up for auction next month at Sotheby's in London. It's expected to go for at least $1.4 million. That's news when you want it. With Bloomberg News Now, I'm Tom Busby. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.